Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the big thing. Um, there's a lot going on, man. The Last of Us, that debuted. That's a big show. Did pretty well last night. A lot of people buzzing about it. Understandably so. Avatar, talking about buzz. That movie's buzzing all the way to $2 billion. It's going to make $2 billion. People didn't even think it was going to make a billion. I don't know who. You don't doubt James Cameron. Well, clearly, $2 billion on the way. That's how much a guarantee. I think it's like 1.9 right now. So that'll happen. And then you got some other stuff happening. You got Avatar. There's going to be some new tribes that are coming out in the next one. That'll happen as well. Um, Mandalorian's getting a new trailer. That's going to happen tonight. That'll drop. There's some other news that is out and about in the world of entertainment. We're going to talk about all of it today on The Big Thing. So if you haven't been here before, do me a favor and subscribe. This is our long-form show. we got four of them. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, all happening. So we hope that you subscribe. If you haven't already, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found, please help us out over there and go to the um, go to the feeds. Obviously, Patreon, patreon.com slash The Big Thing Show. Lots of stuff happening on there, whether it's rewatches. We're doing a rewatch of Ant-Man. That's going to be pretty great. Um, myself, Coy, and Winston are going to be doing that. Ant-Man 1 and 2, but 2 will be February. Um, and then the merch. If you have... Already gotten yourself a Big Thing shirt, a Show Some Class shirt, the Top Gun guy. And then we have two more designs. You don't know shit. That's a fun one to wear. Just walking around and someone that, you know, you're going over somebody's house that you know they don't know shit. And they just talk a lot. You just puff your chest out at them. Not even have to say a word. And then the Black Knight. If you are part of Capes and Cows and you watch Capes and Cows, then you know. If you don't, it's just a cool design. So, and thank you. Big shout out to Nozette for... Um, designing those so that's it everybody that's the beginning of the show and let's get to it it's the big thing it's me it's you let's do it what's going on everybody welcome back tis the big thing what is the big thing what is what's the big thing today and there's a lot of it there is a lot of it Man, that show was pretty awesome last night. I'm not going to spoil The Last of Us for anybody today because uh, I have a full spoiler review. I have a full sp- playlist for The Last of Us. But we'll talk about it in general, what this means, and just video ad- video game adaptations in general and what it means about the for, for the video game business, I think, a lot, if handled correctly. Avatar, we can talk about that, man. You talk about how that um, that poster, the poster, I'm thinking about the Mandalorian, uh, the Avatar, it just, it's amazing how much money that, ma- that it made. It's crazy. It's crazy, how, and it's continuing to make more. It's, it won the box office. Megan's doing very well also. I don't want to take that away. The Critics' Choice Awards were last night. Get into that. I could have went last night. I didn't go, guys. Why didn't I go? Because I was watching Last of Us. You could have watched it later. I could have. I could have. But I didn't. 
And why didn't I? Well, I wanted to get the review out. I wanted to do everything too. And I'll go next year. Or this year? No, next year. Yeah, that would make sense. But we'll talk about the winners. We'll talk about what the hell that means for um, Oscars and whatnot. Um, Before we get going, I told you many times about Carbon Health. And you guys know, if you've been watching the Monday show, then you're very familiar with Carbon Health. And hopefully just put it in your mind. So if you ever need Carbon Health, you know it's out there. Because it's got over 120 locations that handle urgent care, COVID, RSV, flu testing, vaccinations. But what people need to be looking into is how they're expanding the primary care services that also include Connected Health. And if you don't know what Connected Health is, it's the idea that our health isn't just about our bodies, but it's about our mind. And Carbon Health providers come connected with mental health specialists as well. Carbon Health will be expanding their primary care services in this year of 2023. So if you're in Massachusetts, you're going to be able to access the the Connected Care since it's now expanded from California all the way to Massachusetts. Carbon Health. It's an excellent urgent care and testing center, but don't sleep on their primary care services. We're so excited to continually work with Carbon Health. We've been with them for a while since the Schmodown back in 2021, and we started working with them on the big thing, and we're super excited to do so. All right, everybody, let's get into it. Let's talk about some of these stories, because there's a lot of stories. Stories. Let's just talk about Last of Us. Let's do it. Let's get right into Last of Us and talk about what does it mean overall. There's so much that it means. Um, first of all, people are talking about how much it's just like a pair-on adaptation. Uh, and then there's some talk about what the goals are for season two. And this is from Dark Horizons. It said it premiered last night. It's a series that has been praised for the quality and faithfulness of the adaptation of the iconic video game. And one that sets a standard that every future adaptation of a game will be compared to. And that's ultimately what we're going to talk about on today's show. So how did the show's makers avoid the trap that has plagued almost every other video game adaptation for the screen to date? One of the obvious advantages is that the developer Naughty Dog's game is highly cinematic in the first place, with plenty of cinematic cutscenes, character-centric work, and an emotional storyline. Another is that its game, the game is strong enough to stand on its own without the action gameplay elements. Even some of the more cinematic games of the past 20 years, from Bioshock to Mass Effect to Uncharted, are still games centered around their gameplay despite all the world-building and character development. That's less the case with Last of Us, according to the co-creator, Craig Mazin, uh, who is a regular gamer and a massive fan of the title. Thus, they could avoid the mistake of trying to replace the, the way that the game is played within the series. And this is what he says to Variety. It's the mistake other people have made. I think an adaptation of video games because they think that's what connects people to a game. But The Last of Us, more than any other video game I've ever played, connected me to character and relationship. And the relationship between Joel and Ellie was the thing that we wanted to pull through the most. Co-creator Neil Druckmann, who is also a director of the game, says a series also has to adapt between the experience of actively playing a game and passively watching a scripted TV series, which results in different emotional experiences. As a result, a lot of the more action-oriented elements were removed. There are different kinds of emotions you could draw from the player through an interactive space where they swing the camera to how they're, uh, they're approaching the obstacle in front of them. When you're playing these sequences, that immersion really makes you connect with the player you're controlling. Everything is seen through their perspective. If we were to shoot those sequences as is, they would make for a pretty boring action sequence. So one of the easiest decisions we made was to say, let's strip all those out. Let's only have as much violence in the story as is required and no more. That allows the violence to have even more impact when you see it on screen than in the game. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it in general. There's a lot of different comments and, a, and the breakdown. And the good news is that it just seems like these guys get it. Like they understand. And, and I think that the biggest thing, and again, we don't have to go into I have a full spoiler breakdown of, of the episode last night. 
But I think it's a bigger discussion of of what video game adaptations in general should do, could do. And I don't disagree, obviously, that one of the things is that a lot of times they focus on like the video game play, but I think even less than that. I think what the what you've seen in a lot of these different adaptations that have failed miserably was the fact that what they try to do all the time is they try to, well, this is cool. They're not going to care as much about the story they already played. They want to see these characters and they want to see them expand in new stories. No, they want to see the story that they fell in love with when they're playing the game come to life in live action. That's what they want to see. That's what we want to see. That's what everybody wants to see. And it's not saying you can't add to stuff because they did that in Last of Us. They add the, they add things that, and, and I, I also look at it like, um, you look at a remake like Cinderella, right? Cinderella is, a, is, to me, one of the best remakes of a Disney classic property so far because not only do they have a lot of the stuff that made Cinderella Cinderella, but they added some stuff that also added to the story and developed the character stronger. And why I think that's also relevant is because it's something that they did with Last of Us. Like, So what I noticed, and because I, I went back and I watched some of the story play through the game of the stuff that I didn't, not stuff that I wanted that I, that I haven't seen yet in the show, stuff that I already saw and I wanted to compare it. And they open up the game with a conversation. And again, I'm not spoiling anything for anybody. Um, just, they just open up the conversation with two characters on the couch. Um, but they develop that relationship between those two characters in the show way more than, than what they do in the game. You still get an impact, obviously strong impact from the game, but I think they add a little bit to it and it doesn't take away by adding stuff that the characters wouldn't do. It's just a little bit more information. And I think that that's, that's an okay thing to do. And I think that that's as long as it's based and it's still the same story that people fell in love with. And, and I, and I'm, I know that I've used this so many times already and that I'm blue in the face, but, uh, but I have to bring it up again because it's just one of these things that anybody who's doing a video game adaptation should be looking at. And I always look at whether it's Lord of the Rings. Um, and I know they changed stuff significantly for Lord of the Rings, but Harry Potter, uh, game of Thrones. Now, when you watch game of Thrones, the stuff that everybody who really loved those shows, like when the, the most unified, that that fan base had been is when it was following the books. That's that's when it was the most, you, you know, um, beloved by everybody. And you look at the famous Red Wedding scene, which I bring up all the time. All the book readers knew it was coming. And they were waiting to see how people were going to react to it. They were waiting to see how it was, um, for lack of a better word, executed on screen. And they were looking at all that, and they were saying, oh, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be fun. How is this going to come to life? And for some reason, producers... And all the writers have, have for years, many problems with video games, but for years decided, no, 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 they, they've done that already. Let's change it up now. Uncharted, let's change it up dramatically. Let's, let's start with him as a young kid. Let's not start where, where everybody fell in love with him in that first movie. And let's just combine everything into one movie, into two hours, and pack it in. They'll love that. Halo, oh, everybody, you loved everything about that. No, this is, this is, we're not even, we're not going to pay attention to anything that happened in that first game. We're just going to take Master Chief, and in this, he's in a totally different story completely. It's like, uh, it, it, a lot of these things have done it, whether it's, um, and, and I, I got a producer, a friend who's on, uh, who, who, who's on the Hitman films. Now, to be fair to him, um, he is, um, I think he, he he was doing movies because the streaming hadn't blown up the way it had. I'd love to see a Hitman series, but take it from the game. Take it from the actual story of the game. People use Arcane as a an example of another great adaptation. 
I loved Arcane. I loved it. It was one of the best things I've seen in a very long time. But I also went back and looked at some of the gameplay. There's not a lot of story that's combined to it as much as the characters. I mean, like a like a proper through line to all. There's a lot of character details, but it's not like a through line in a story the way there's like, say, The Last of Us. I know they're doing God of War, which they're going to be doing um, as a series. I hope that they stick to the actual story itself. It gives you so much more to do. It gives you so much more material. Like, you know, change some stuff up a little bit. But the the, the hardcore fans, like, look at the, the hardcore fans. I have not seen, uh, the one comment I have not seen at all is, I've seen this already. I played it already. I don't need to, I don't need to watch it on live, on live action. No, thanks. Maybe that's a reason for somebody even watching the show, but people who watch the show are watching it for a reason to see it all kind of come together. I have seen some people going, yeah, you know, it was nice to see the shots and, and all that, but, um, I got to be a little bit more invested. And some people thought test was a little different than in, in the game. And I, I don't have anything to compare to, except I am learning about these characters for the first time, you know, going back and watching the video game play after I've already seen it. Cause I don't want to be spoiled, but from what it seems like, it seems like it is the most detailed representation of a story that people love because people are going to lose their minds. If you change it, it's happened so many times over like Max Payne. I remember going to see Max Payne and they, butchered that movie and that's goes back goes to the further point of this i for video game especially long detailed video games like this you stop with the movies you just can't it's it's just too hard to do like a movie like pokemon that's that's uh, super mario brothers sure you know movies like that absolutely long detailed story games like something like this can if for people who watched it this this show last night, and I can even tell you, even from not playing the game, it would have been a tragedy if they tried to make this a two-hour movie. The opening sequence is forty-five minutes. It, it's like it to to get into everything. It's forty-five minutes. It's forty-five minutes, and you know it was an hour and a half pilot or whatever it was. So everything that happens in episode one, I thought was very relevant. If they would have cut out the majority of that to make it a two hour or two hour and 15 minute movie, you would have lost so much. And that's what's happened to all of these really good games over the years is they said, well, we need to make enough money in the theater. And what we also need to do is there's only so much story we can put into it because we need that big set piece at the very end, because that's why people go to the movies. And that's not untrue. When you, you want to see, when you go to a, a big blockbuster movie, you want to see the big stuff happen for sure. But not at the expense of the story that made it, you know, great. And that's what has happened to the majority of these movies. Like when it comes to, the, when you look at comic book movies, you can take essence of comic books and a lot of stuff that there's bits and pieces and taking the elements of the characters and making the origin story and combining it. And you don't lose stuff because it's stuff that's taken throughout the years and it, it, it makes sense, right? There's adaptations of books that you can, and, and and even so, though, I'll tell you what, like, even the books to me, like, this is why streaming has just changed the game. You guys know how long I've been talking about streaming um, and that it just allows so much more breathing room for characters, for everything. And I and I get it. There's, there's just, there are movies that you just want to go to and watch on the big screen. Now, something that I think that is doing it really well um, is Dune. And even though this moron 
me um, when I did my most anticipated list. If I had a dollar for every person going, wait, Dune, Dune Part 2? You love the first one. How come it's not on your list? Because my stupid ass thought it came out next year for some reason. It's my number two most anticipated movie, for sure. Right underneath Indiana Jones. Um, but it it's doing it really, really well because not only are they adapting, you know, that the book into th- this big-ass book into two, like, two-and-a-half-hour movies, they're also making a series, um, which I think comes out before. I think it's a prequel. I'm not sure. But And that's exploring the world and, and all that stuff, too. So I think that there's ways to do both. Um, but if you take, like, a big-ass book that is that it makes sense to split it into two, then I, I get that as well. But the video games, man, I, I hope that this, I do hope that this starts to be a trend and I hope that streaming services start picking up these games and it, and it becomes more of a thing like, yeah, like let's, let's make like imagine. And it's tough too, because I still don't understand how it all works with profit on streaming, right? The amount of money you spend, on a series, like how do you, how do you make that back? You know how you make it back in the movies, and I and I that that makes the most sense. You put a lot of money into it, and you get a lot of money back opening weekend, and, and for the full box office. And you know, okay, well that made sense to put that kind of money into it. I still don't understand all the details that goes into the streaming success, not success, worth the money. Put it in there. This is how much we're going to spend this this year on this particular series. We need to make this amount in subscribers and merch and all that kind of shit. I I don't know. But what I'll say is I hope that what I hope happens with like Sony, because Sony is able to sell anywhere they want. I hope Sony sells Uncharted. And I think that it's going to be harder to do right now because the other, the argument that Sony could make is, yeah, well, the Uncharted movie did really well. I saw it on a lot of people's like worst list. I, 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 I didn't hate the movie. I thought it was a fun movie to watch in the theater. I'm an Uncharted fan, the games, that game I did play, and I would have much rather seen it as, uh, and I like Tom Holland, but I would have rather seen it start with an older Nathan Drake and build off of who he was, learn the learn the character a little bit more, do that kind of, you know, Indiana Jones-type adventure and put it like as a, as, a, as a series and then, you know, have that full mission for the first game just be the, you could already you already have what four seasons so uh, i thought that was a i would say a misstep but they would say yeah well look how much money the movie made and i like Wahlberg, but that's i still think that sully casting is probably some of the worst casting um in a long time and not because of the performance performance was fine it was just a different character and i don't care if they gave a mustache at the end of the movie didn't work didn't work but it was the movie was fun enough but it wasn't it wasn't the game, and it took away from what made that game so special, so fun. And I think that there's, but it's still there are tons of other examples that are far worse than Uncharted. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I bring up like I, I always bring up the Max Payne movie. Like Max Payne, I loved playing that game, loved playing that game when I was a kid, and and then it turned into, I mean that it's poor Mark Wahlberg, but it, it was that movie was just not good. Would love to see that as a series. Very curious how this God of War thing is going to go. I'm curious what you guys think. Go ahead and comment and let me know. Um, what do you think 
is the way to go. Can they do big story games into two-hour movies? Because we know I'm not I'm not calling for every video game of all time to be put into um, the uh, to be put into a series. Who is this? You know what I want to do? I don't know who this is, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this up. I'm gonna see. Hello. Hi, I was looking to speak to owner nine zero one. Who? The owner of nine zero one salon. No, nah, it's the wrong number. Oh, I'm so sorry. You have a wonderful day. That's okay. See, I was gonna be a, I was gonna be a douche. I was gonna be a douche. And I was gonna like play with them a little bit, but that uh, lady dialed the wrong number. What am I gonna do? What are you gonna do? Nobody knows. All right, let's move on. Avatar, Megan, they all crushed. All did really good. It's a, it's look for what, and, and this is what we said. This is the reason why Avatar was going to make so much money. There's no competition right now until Ant Man comes out. It made another thirty one million dollars domestically. Megan made another seventeen million. Megan has made almost a hundred million dollars worldwide, and I the movie couldn't have cost that much to make. What was that budget? That Megan budget couldn't have been. I'm gonna say forty million dollars. I'm gonna. What, what do you guys guess? As I'm looking it up, I want you to guess. Oof, I'm way off. It was twelve million dollars. That's a massive profit. It already made a hundred million dollars worldwide. So, so look at that. That's 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 incredible. Good good for that movie. I didn't love it, but a lot of people loved it. But it's it's that's what Blumhouse does, man. That's what Blumhouse does. Avatar. Has now made thirty one point one. It has made domestically five hundred and seventy million dollars. It has made one point three billion international. It has made a total of one point nine one um, billion dollars so far. So it is, you know, you look at you're looking at another. It's going to take another week or two to get to two billion dollars, but it's going to rule for a little bit. Avatar is expected once again, or at this point, it has been. It's the top of the box office for a fifth weekend in a row over the Martin Luther King holiday. Happy holiday, everybody, by the way, um, in the U.S. With the film tracking for a 27 to 28 million domestic haul for the three day and 35 million haul for the four day. The film will hit 566 million by the end of Monday, passing The Dark Knight and the live action The Lion King to become the 13th highest grossing movie of all time domestically. The film will retain all the premium, premium format cinema again this weekend, not really uh, giving any of them up until M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin arrives February 3rd. That's not even going to be too much of a competition for that movie. I don't, I don't think Megan takes second place. Universal's Puss in Boots. Um, Tom Hanks, a man called Otto doing okay, looking to, to beat its four day expectation. It's on target to make 11 to 12 million for the four day. So, uh, that's, that's it. But you know, what, what can you say? He said that the movie's a juggernaut. I mean, it really is. It's just one of those movies. And then, and as people were saying up top, and I was one of the people saying, I'm curious to see how many people are going to want to return to see, you know, Avatar because it's been so long. But I also followed that up with don't doubt James Cameron. The guy just doesn't miss. He just doesn't miss. Every every time he puts a, a movie out, it makes a billion or $2 billion. So it's like, how, how do you doubt that guy? How can you doubt him? He's just, it's, you know, and, and now... 
what what I have seen is that people who really didn't um, who I shouldn't say really didn't, but even, well, some people who didn't like the first one, who wind up liking the second one, went into that going, look, I'm going to see the second movie, but I don't know if I want to go, and I don't, definitely don't know if I want to see a third one. And then I've heard those same people say, hey, that second movie was good. I can't wait to go back and see the third one. It got people excited for it again. And I'm, I'm already, I was, I, I liked, I really liked the first one a lot, and I loved the second one. So I think that I can't wait for the third one, and there's going to be more of a, of a less of a break, excuse me, less of a break leading into the next film. And speaking of the next film, James Cameron was talking to somebody and he's uh, it's, it's going to overtake Spider-Man no way home pretty soon at the worldwide box box office. And it's still going strong in the fifth week of release at the 2 billion. As it draws near Cameron has once again, briefly teased the already shot third installment, which has arrived, which will arrive at screens in 2024. A few people, a few weeks back, he indicated the first hints about the third, saying that we'd meet the Ash people, which is a new Navi culture that may be the most brutal and nastiest of the clans living in Pandora's biosphere, and they are tied with fire, which could indicate a volcanic, a volcanic setting of some kind. And he was at the Critics' Choice Awards. Cameron confirmed to Deadline that the element of fire plays a big part in the next one, and adds that the two new Navi cultures would be introduced. Fire has a symbolic purpose in the film, and there's a culture that is specifically around that concept. That's probably saying too much as we speak. You're going to meet two completely new cultures in the next film. We met the Jungle Tribe, we met the Ocean Tribe, and now you're going to meet two new cultures in the next film. And it kind of arose a little more freely around the world of Pandora to different places. He adds that the next film is a rocket sled in terms of where it goes. Jack Champion, who plays Spider in the film, was also in attendance and, a pro- and promised that his character would face even more inner turmoil and conflict. All right, there's a lot to take from that. I mean, there really is. There's a lot to take from that. Um, the first part is I'm glad that they're introducing a new tribe and the most vicious, and I hope that they become a threat to Sully and the water crew as well because as much as the humans are nasty and they've done a lot of nasty shit, I want to see a threat within each other. They're, everybody's always kumbaya, and, you know, yeah, they fight a little bit with each other, but I want to see, like, a full war between the Navi. That'd be awesome. And, you know, the fire people are like, screw this. Look what you guys have been doing. You're messing up shit left and right. I mean, you got these humans coming. We stay out of our way. Humans come over. I'll stick a fireball up their ass pipe. You guys get lost, water face and tree head. We're going we're gonna to do our thing. And they have a big battle. Be great. And then as far as Spider goes, yeah. I, I mean, I'm glad that he didn't do a full-on heel turn in the, in the movie. But if it happens eventually, as you lead up to it, I'm down. Because it's like this, the turmoil that he's going through is pretty, um, I thought they set it up nicely. So I'm on, I'm on board for Avatar 3, and that goes now as I pitch it back to you guys. Where do you stand? On Avatar, Avatar 2, did you love it? Or we're getting to a point now, though, however, where we are now. We're getting to that point now that it's made $2 billion. Now the shift will come because a lot of people who went to see it in the theater were all, all on board with it and people uh, loved it and said even the people who didn't like the first one said it was, it was better. Now we're getting to a point that's so successful that the wave of hate of, you know, hating something because it's popular is about to is about to happen. Now, I'm not telling you that if you had a legit criticism and didn't like the movie that you're not being legitimate. Of course, that's 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 
true, possible, whatever. I'm just saying that it also turns into a um, a narrative of like once things very very popular. I saw it with Spider Man uh, No Way Home after a while. You saw it with The Dark Knight. So, so who said that about Dark Knight? I saw that a lot with The Dark Knight, especially Dark Knight Rises. Like the Dark Knight's beloved, but after it got it was overrated. You thought it was not good, and I know universally. That's not the case. I'm just telling you that it, I, I have seen it in comments before. Way more so with like Avatar and, and, and other movies. But I'm just saying once something is very, very popular, people hate on it. It's just part of it. It's just part of how it goes, unfortunately. Um, all right, before we move on, Manscaped, it now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. You can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com. Go to manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. And use that code BIGTHING and you get 20% off and free shipping. I love it. I love it. I'm growing my beard out, man. Starting to try. As you get a little older, I finally get a little. It takes me forever. Brett shaves and he's got a beard by tomorrow, but I gotta I, I gotta take time with mine. And in order to do it, I got a, I, I got Manscaped now. I'm so happy to be with him. No one wants a weird beard. Say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped, and that's got that pro beard kit, man. You get that beard hedger, and it's like a juggernaut of fixing faces. It's got that cordless trimmer and a rotary wheel, and it gives you 20 positions of precision all with one guard. It's awesome. It's really good. I really love this stuff. I mean, I, I, you guys know, I've been talking about Manscaped for like three years now. So happy that they're with us. They're the best. This beard kit, by the way, it comes with three free gifts. It's got a beard brush. It's got a comb. It's got scissors. And it just ensures that your beard is ready to impress. And just make it easy for yourselves. 20% off free shipping with the code BIGTHING at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code BIGTHING. It's the best. That's that beard hedger. One stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. I'm telling you, man, first of all, thank you to Manscaped. Really love them. They're the best. But, um, and if you've asked before, I will tell you again, how do I help the show? How do I help your show? I love your show. It makes me laugh. I like to do this. I like to, it entertains us. Is, is there anything I can do? Well, commenting, liking, that always helps. Um, picking up one of those shirts, absolutely. But helping yourself and getting something like Manscaped, because you're going to go to the store and you're going to buy yourself some kind of you know, lame razor because it's going to cut. It's going to cut the cost. It's going to cut your face. You've, you've tried Manscaped and you've never tried it before. I guarantee you're going to love it, and you're going to go, "Oh my god, I'll never go back." So check it out. Use that code. Who doesn't want twenty percent off? Use that code. Big thing. Manscaped.com. Um, okay. It'll be a shorter show today, but I still want to. I want to get into a few other things. I got to get into. I got to show you this. Um, this poster, man. All right, check out this poster. For Mandalorian, there's talk about the uh, you know this this trailer is going to come out tonight, a longer trailer, and a brand new poster has been revealed for the Mandalorians. This is from uh, this is from IGN. Brand new poster has been revealed for the Mandalorians' third season ahead of its trailer debut during NFL's wild card game between the Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can see the poster below, and, and well, you can see it there. It's right in front of your face. And it's going to be revealed, the trailer will be revealed tonight. And it was revealed by, this poster was revealed by Star Wars Twitter account, and it features Grogu and Mando together in the middle of a battle, and Mando is using his jetpack to escape an explosion or a fire of some sort 
While his cape appears to have taken some damage, he's got a firm grip on Grogu, and that is keeping him safe. Um, I, let, let's say the, the series comes out on March 1st. They could very well be right that this is in the middle of a battle that we're going to see and that Grogu is going to be under duress again and Mandalorian is going to save him and they're going to get the hell of a battle. I'm probably guaranteeing that that's going to happen once or five times during the, the, the season. Is this particular shot from that battle or is it just really cool art? Also possible. Um, but either way, it's like, I can't wait to find out more inside of this trailer tonight and I will be doing a reaction of it. So you can, you guys can check it out on the channel tonight. If you're listening on audio, just make sure you come by the channel and watch, look up for the, um, for the reaction. Cause I'll be doing it. Um, I think it's going to, I mean, it looks like, and I, I'm trying to get Katie Sackoff in here before the show airs. And then I'm trying to get her in afterwards because she's not going to be able to tell me anything beforehand, but I still want to get in, get her in here and let's see what we can talk about before it starts. And then obviously we can spoil the shit out of it once the whole series is aired. So I was texting with her back and forth the other day and she said, she's, she's working on trying to come in for both. We'll see. She's going to be, I'm, that's why I'm trying to get her in now because I know she's going to be slammed once this thing comes in because what it looks like in the trailer, and we'll find out more tonight, but it looks like she's going to have a pretty prominent role this season. Like, and I'm, that's my buddy. So I'm so I'm, I'm excited for her, but I also think it's a badass character. And I forgot to mention her in my um, spoiler review, last of us, the same character, there's a character inside of the, the show that also voiced the character in the game and you don't see it often and you don't see the voices from whether it's animation or the games kind of transfer over and the other person I thought of right away was Katie because there was something that popped up from Clone Wars and Katie's been voicing Bo-Katan forever and what a run that she's had with this character and to see it now go where it's going in now I wonder and Katie can play a villain too you know, I'm, I'm not saying that Bo-Katan's a villain right now but we've seen her kind of, you know, edge to the other side in, in the Clone Wars. You know, does she go back to that side? Does she go back to wanting that dark saber, wanting to rule Mandalore? Does she become the bad guy? Or does she just become the Mandalorian? She says to Grogu inside of that first trailer, you, don't, you didn't think your dad was the only Mandalorian, did you? So I think she's going to have a lot more to do this season and I'm excited for that. Um, but we'll find out more with this trailer. The the poster's great and I was saying last night again to my wife when I was watching The Last of Us, Pedro Pascal's having a hell of a run. You look at the movie he did with Nicolas Cage, you look at Game of Thrones, um, I mean he's done tons and tons of movies. He was the he was the villain in Wonder Woman eighty four, which was a ridiculous movie, but he was still nonetheless, he's getting these big roles. He was good in it. Um and then you've got um yeah, what's the Nicholas Cage's un, the unbearable weight of massive talent? I think, and um, and he's he was he, the Last of Us is, I think, where he's really able to use all of his talent as a leading man. Like he he was he was fantastic in the show last night. I mean, he really was. He was great. And I think with Mandalorian, there's been rumors. He's been a little displeased. And I don't know how true it is. It could be complete bullshit. From what he says, it's bullshit. But um, that he's been a little displeased. He's not, I mean, it's the easiest job for him. And I think he's, this is what he has said on the record, is that it's that it's horseshit that he's had any complaints about it because it's the easiest job for him. Because all he does is, you know, 
voiced the character. He shows up sometimes in the suit, but for the most part, he, he's voicing the character. And he and he lends his voice to the character, and he and he does a great job as Din. And but nonetheless, he's still that's who you. There's three. I think there's three people that are that make up Din. And um, I don't know. Either way, you you right away because of the star that Pedro Pascal is, you automatically think of him first, whether that's fair or not. So um, anyway, this the I was not a massive fan that they brought Grogu back right away. I wanted to, because the way that they ended season two was, hey, he's on his own, man. He's going out with Luke. He's gone. He's going. Him and Luke, are, they're training. And then they are like, well, we got to we, we got to set up this thing for season three and let people know that he, they're back working together. So let's let's just take two episodes of Boba Fett and tell the story there. Disney wants to sell more toys, and they don't want us to lose the toy money, so we got to bring Grogu back. And they brought him back. Um, which is fine. It's fine. I just think they did it a little too fast. But again, I haven't seen the series. It might work completely, completely well for everything. I'm very curious to how this is all going to tie into the Ahsoka stuff. I'm, I'm curious how it's going to tie into the skeleton crew because it does seem like it all plays in together. What do you guys think of that poster, though? Are you excited for The Mandalorian? Um, it's still my favorite Star Wars TV series that they've done so far. I would put Mandalorian first. Then Andor, um, and then, but I will say, out of all the shows coming out, I'm still the most curious and most hopeful, and fingers crossed for the Acolyte. To me, that's going to scratch all my Star Wars itches. There are other shows that scratch other people's Star Wars itches. The Acolyte is posed to um, to scratch my Star Wars itches. There could happen. I could be. I could be very satisfied, or I could be very disappointed. I don't know. But what do you guys think about Mandalorian? Are you excited about this trailer tonight? Are you going to be watching it? Do you care? Do you not care? What say you? Let's see. I'll do one more, and we'll call it a short day today. Critics' Choice Awards, man. Um, yeah, I know. I know. I should have went. You guys, you, everyone's telling me you should have went. You had a chance to go. You didn't go. I know. I wanted to review The Last of Us last night. I wanted to do it. I'll go next year. I promise. But I didn't go this year. But there's. I watched a lot of it, and there was a lot. I like what, you know what, it was funny because before I even get into this, I don't know if you guys watched it last night, but at first they, they announced the, the best actor and the best supporting actress, and I can't remember who was up there, but they, they were like, okay, so they want you guys to both come up at the same time, and she was like, well, it's not my rules, it's their rules, and at first I'm like, that's kind of awkward, and then I went, wait a minute, it's brilliant, let, let them give them their speeches, wrap it up, let's go, let's move, that's why you, it's not 50 hours long like Golden Globes were and all this stuff. Get them in, get them out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Great, great, great. Out. You know, give you a little extra time because there's two of you. Gone. Love it. At first I was like, I don't know. And then I thought about it. Brilliant. A little awkward. Takes them about six months to get through the audience. But that's okay. Like moving through. Um, you know, as Perry went and um, I, Perry's table sat right next to Julia, right near Julia Roberts, guys. Yeah, again, what are you going to do? Um, I would have been sitting probably with uh, Pauly Shore outside somewhere. Anyway, uh, let's do it. Let's get into this, the Critics' Choice Awards. There was a, a lot of winners, and the question is, will it dictate? Now, I did vote. I'll tell you that. I did vote. 
But here are the winners. There's a lot of winners. This is from this is the summary from Dark Horizons. Everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once took home the Best Picture Award at the 28th Annual Critics Choice Awards in Los Angeles. It had 14 nominations. It won five. It won Best Director. It won Original Screenplay, Supporting Actor for Kehi Kwan, and Best Editing. Brendan Fraser won Best Actor for The Whale. Kate Blanchett took Best Actress for Tar, which also landed Best Score. Angela Bassett won Best Supporting Actress for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which also won Best Costume Design. And Sarah Polly won Best Adapted Screenplay for Women Talking. Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery took the Best Comedy Film and Acting Ensemble Awards RRR won Best Foreign Language Film and Song, and Del Toro's Pinocchio won Best Animated Film, while Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic story, took Best Telemovie, and its star Daniel Radcliffe also won an acting honor for it. Top Gun Maverick, Best Cinematography, Babylon, Best Production Design, Avatar The Way of Water, Best Visual Effects, Elvis, how does Avatar not win Best Visual Effects? Elvis, Best Makeup, Hair, and Gabriel LaBelle won Best Young Actor for his work in The Fablemans. In terms of TV, Better Call Saul and its star Bob Odenkirk won Best Drama Series and Best Actor in a Drama. Albert Abbott Elementary won Best Comedy Series, while The Dropout took Best Limited Series and an acting win for Amanda Seyfried. Pa- Pachinko. Won Best Foreign Language Series. Harley Quinn took Best Animated Series in the last week tonight with John L. Oliver Best Talk Show. Other TV, TV acting honors went to Zendaya for Euphoria, Jeremy Ellen White, The Bear, Gene Smart, Hacks, Jennifer Coolidge, The White Lotus, Nancy Nash Betts, Monster, The Jeffrey Dahmer Story, Paul Walter Hauser, Schmodown Competitor, Blackbird, Cheryl Lee, Ralph Abbott Elementary, Henry Winkler for Barry, and Giancarlo Esposito, speaking of The Mandalorian, for Better Call Saul. All right. So I know, I know, I know, I need to see Better Call Saul and RRR. I know. Realistically, RRR is probably going to happen first. Um, remember, Breaking Bad, or maybe you don't remember. How the hell can I ask you to remember that? I don't know how long you've been watching me. But Breaking Bad, I hadn't seen, and it was Jeremy Johns who kept telling me about the show, and everybody was talking about the show, and I was like, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And I wound up watching four seasons like like that, boom, 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 boom. Um, and I'll probably wind up doing the same thing for Better Call Saul. Although with, with Breaking Bad, I, I had caught up, I think five was just about to start, when I was watching, and now Better Call Saul is wrapped, so I will get into it. And and I, it, it, a lot of times when when certain shows win, I go, oh come on, I, I can't say that about Better Call Saul. I didn't see it, and I, I assume it's awesome. Love Odenkirk, love that 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 whole universe. So by the time I watch Better Call Saul, I'll probably be like, yep, deserve to win. Um, and Giancarlo Esposito winning anything, I'm on board, absolutely. Um, as far the the other awards go, I'm got Paul Walter Hauser won. Everything, everywhere, all at once was, I mean, that's going to go back and forth with Banshees for the Oscars. I think it's going to go either way. Oh, and Fablemans. Fablemans is another one. But it's interesting to see what, like, critics and, and then overall how the Academy votes and how, like, other other places, you know, and then we're going to see different results, I'm sure, with, with, with SAG. Maybe not. Maybe not. We'll see. Um, but I think the biggest pleasant surprise for me, and I will say that I, I voted for her, um, was Angela Bassett. She just won the Golden Globe, and now she won the Critics' Choice Award. And what does that mean for her choice, for her her chances at the Oscars? Could she win? I can't, I, I don't want to gloat. But I remember when we were talking about it, when this movie, when, when Black Panther Wakanda Forever came out, and I said that Angela Bassett, in my review, I said Angela Bassett's performance 
was so good. I'm telling you, this is an award-nominated, if not winning performance. And some guy was like, you're, what are you talking about? You're crazy. He's like, LOL. She'll never be nominated. LOL. And I was like, you're wrong. You're wrong. It is a Oscar or at least an award-nominated performance for sure. Now, I didn't know how many she's going to win, but she's very powerful. I liked that movie. I didn't love it like a lot of other people did. I liked it. I loved her performance. Loved her performance. thought she was so good. And she's just so cool, man. I love Angela Bassett. Love Angela Bassett. Um, anyway, that's my show today. It's, you know, a little, little shorter. I want to ask you two things. Obviously, comment. That helps tremendously. And we try to get to 1,000 likes, 1,000 comments every time. That helps in the algorithm when you see these videos. Because what I've noticed is that I want to ask you this in the comment section. Comment with this because sometimes well, I don't know what to. I don't know what to comment. Sometimes then I'm going to ask you a question and I want you to to answer it here. I posted so people have been asking me. You know, I posted a recent stand up comedy um, clip of me from like Flappers, and I'll be back there on February 13th in Burbank. But I had this old clip of me from like I don't know, it's like 2007 or something. And I had posted a clip, and I said, hey, what do, do you want me to put this whole set? And I was like, post the whole set. So I posted the whole set. Now, if you're subscribed to the channel, did you see the notification? Even if you have notifications on, did you see that it was on there? I'm curious. Or did you say, I just don't want to watch this shit? Either way, whatever the answer is, comment and let me know, because I'm, I'm very curious. I'm very curious to know how YouTube is, uh, is, is working there. Um and again, with the comments, let me know what you what stories you liked, what you didn't like, what you want to hear about. On Wednesday, we'll be back with Roxy and Brett. Thursday, we're going to be uh, it'll be the Sith Council show, and Friday's Capes and Cows. I will be on Campy's show tomorrow, so check me out there on on John's show. And that's it, guys. So thank you very much once again. I really appreciate you. And if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. Please do that. Patreon.com slash the big thing show and um that's it thank you guys so very much i always appreciate you we'll see you on the flip side peace If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.